You are listening to the LifePoint Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Brad Lewis. For more information on other LifePoint Church resources, please visit www.livethemessage.org. So like I said, Jesus was four days late, but right on time for the biggest miracle of his ministry. So the question to be answered tonight is what should we do when Jesus disappoints us? When God doesn't come through for you the way you want him to, you have a choice. You can either get mad and quit, Or you can trust that in the scheme of eternity, God has something better. This is the place where we find out if we really trust God or not when we go through those circumstances in life that just don't make sense. Now, when we take a look at Jesus' encounter with Martha and then his encounter with Mary, we see something very interesting. And that, and that is that he understands us as an individual. He meets you within your own personality. And you see, people have a tendency to function one of two ways. They're either someone that is objective and deal with the factual side of things, or they're more subjective and deal with more the emotional side of things. And of course, Martha represents those of us that would be more objective, and Mary represents those that would be more subjective. In Luke 10, Martha had some very definite ideas about the way things ought to be. Jesus was coming to their home for dinner and all Mary was doing was sitting at his feet and listening and adoring and worshiping from her heart. And Martha was quite concerned about the meal and the preparations because she wanted to honor Jesus by having everything just right. It was important to her to set a nice table. It was important to her to have the food be good. It was important to her that everything would be perfect. I'm sure she got real mad when Mary didn't fit her paradigm. Because Mary looked through the world 
from a completely different angle than Martha did. And what was important to her wasn't linen tablecloths and food, but it was spending time sitting at the feet of the master. And so being someone that was very logical, I'm sure when Jesus was four days late, it was very difficult for Martha. Because after all, this man is supposed to be my family's best friend. My sister would wash his feet and dry them with her hair. Lazarus was precious to Jesus. Why in the world, when he wasn't all that far away, wouldn't he have been here on time? And I think, if we think that this was no big deal to Martha, we are really wrong. I think this was a huge deal to Martha. Now, the thing that's interesting is that Jesus appeals to Martha in the way she thought and gave her hope by giving her a new way to think. Jesus realized how Martha was wired. And we're going to take another look at this conversation between Martha and Jesus. And we're going to see that Martha's head and her heart are in an argument. So let's take a look one more time, starting in verse 21. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Now, those words were exactly the first words out of Mary's mouth also. They both said that. But again, look at the way Jesus dialogues with Martha. Even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he'll rise in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live, even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? He's got her engaged intellectually. And she said to him, yes, Lord, I have believed that you are the Christ, the Son of God, even he who comes into the world. And so, yes, Martha is affirming her faith in Jesus from the heart. But remember, when Jesus asked that the stone be rolled away, guess who said the stench is going to be overwhelming? Her head was arguing with her heart. She was saying the right things from her heart, 
but she wasn't quite convinced in her head. But by Jesus leading her in an intellectual discussion, he was trying to change her thinking so that her head and her heart could agree and she could see the situation objectively. Jesus knew how to meet Martha where she was at. Now, let's take a look with Mary because it wasn't all an intellectual situation for Mary. It wasn't intellectual at all. Mary was absolutely devastated. Her heart was broken. And Mary represents our hearts and our emotions. Martha represents our intellect and our thoughts. Mary was more emotional and subjective. So again, going back to Luke 10, loving Jesus and sitting at his feet was more important than getting the work done. And so let's take a look starting in verse 32 at the conversation between Mary and Jesus. Mary came where Jesus was and she saw him and fell at his feet. Notice she falls at his feet. Saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. The exact same words that Martha selected. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come with her weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and was troubled and said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Jesus knew that Mary didn't need an intellectual discussion. Mary needed a hug. Mary needed to be held. Mary needed to have tears of empathy shed with her. And Jesus reached out to Mary in exactly the way that she needed to be encountered. Now, when we go through difficult times with God, God knows exactly how we're wired. He knows exactly what we need. He knows if we have to have our questions addressed in our mind, but he also knows if we have to have our hearts mended because they're hurting. And Jesus totally and completely understands where we're at and how we're created. Jesus' individuality did what it took to move both of the sisters through their pain so that they could enjoy what they didn't expect. That's so good, I think I'm going to read it again. <laughs> Jesus did individually what it took to move both of the sisters through their pain so they could enjoy what they didn't expect. He has something different and better for both of them. 
And when we go through difficult times and we want him to do something, he may just have something different and better for us. Jesus did not raise Lazarus from the dead for Mary and Martha's convenience, but because they kept their heart right, they got to participate in the miracle that attracted more attention to Jesus than any other miracle he ever did. And you see, if they wouldn't have kept their heart right and if they'd have gotten bitter or if they'd gotten into despair and checked out on the thing, they would have missed out on what Jesus wanted to do. If we keep our hearts right when Jesus is four days late, we'll get to participate in his great plan of drawing people to himself. I'm going to say that again. If we keep our hearts right when Jesus is four days late in our situations, we will get to participate in his great plan of drawing people to himself and we will be right on time for something awesome. Serving Jesus is not about us. I want to tell you a story from my own life about the day my dream died. I was born and raised on a farm. By the time I was in junior high, I knew that I was going to go to NDSU, North Dakota State University. I was going to major in animal science and agronomy. And I was going to move home and farm for the rest of my life. And when I was 20 years old, I began buying a registered cattle herd. And interest in 1979 at the bank was 16%. Thank God if you don't remember that. <laughs> it was awful. The economy was a mess. And I had bought a whole load of registered cows in South Dakota from a veterinarian. Now, when you're 20 years old and you're pretty naive about business and you're buying cattle from a vet, you would expect that you'd be getting healthy cattle when you're paying close to $2,000 a piece for those cows. I laid out a ton of money. And this man that I bought these cattle from was very, very, very dishonest. And there is a disease that cattle get called paratuberculosis. And paratuberculosis, the virus hides in the animal until a time of stress comes. So an animal can pick it up when it's a calf and you can, that cow could be eight or nine years old before this virus manifests. And it's a situation of chronic diarrhea and they literally can't eat enough to stay alive and they get skinnier and skinnier and skinnier and die. 
And if you have this disease in your cattle, the state veterinarian quarantines your herd. Okay. So at that stage of my life, I knew that God was stirring things, but I didn't really think that I was going to be a pastor anytime soon. And my dream was, at that time, I was the secretary of the Minnesota Shorthorn Breeders Association by like age 22. And I had this really good herd of cattle. I'd spent a lot of money, borrowed a lot of money at the bank. And a cow showed up with this. And I thought that that's probably what it was, but I wasn't sure. I wasn't aware of too much. So the vet came out, took a sample, and I got a letter in the mail from the state veterinarian in Minnesota. You're under quarantine. And over the next five years, and it took about that long to clean that up in my herd, it probably cost me $20,000 to have to destroy the cattle that I had that came up with that so that we could get a clean test. And it effectively took me out of the registered cattle business. I was selling bulls. I was selling show cattle to people in 4-H. And I certainly, being a Christian, didn't want to infect anybody else's herd by selling them an infected bull. So my dream of succeeding in the cattle business died. And it was an extremely difficult thing to go through. I would lay on my bed and look up and go, God, what in the world am I going to do? But you know what, folks? I wouldn't be standing here today. And Drew and Tanya would not be your pastor today if my cattle wouldn't have gotten sick. Because I'd have stayed in the cattle business. And I wouldn't have listened to God about being called into the ministry. And you see, it didn't make sense. Jesus was four days late in that situation. But because I didn't get bitter, God had a better plan. And there are thousands of people going to heaven today because God had a better plan and because I've been in the ministry for the last 34 years. And I'm not bragging about me, but I'm bragging about God. And I'm bragging about listening to his plan because there is no plan like his plan for our lives. It's an awesome thing. And so... I wanted to share this message tonight, not necessarily because I even think any of you are going through anything all that difficult right now. But you might have to sooner or later, or you might have a friend that is. And see, it's at times like this when the devil lies to people and tries to separate them from the love of Jesus. 
He likes to pull them away from what God has for them. And I believe that we have this message in the book of John to help us understand that no matter how bad it looks and no matter how disappointing it is, we stick with Jesus every step of the way. We hope you enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information about LifePoint Church, please visit www.livethemessage.org.